No, you have to give him one more. You can't do nine. Oh, oh that was nine? nine? Okay. All right. My, <laughs> to make it even. Okay. My, ten, my tenth one. Mm. Luther Vandross. Mm. A gift. See, that, see how perfect that tenth one was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. For some reason, my tongue is just not working. Words are not coming out of my mouth properly. Forgive me. I'm articulate. You are quite goofy, but it's just not working for me tonight. So, uh, personality. Fire. Authenticity. Needed. 
Recreation. A must. Truth. Honor. God. Black people. Shaka Khan. God. <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> I have a, a, a request. Uh-oh. Can you make your drop lyrical? Like, can you, like, kind of sing it a little bit? <laughs> that, you hit him with that voice, though? That was, which one? <laughs> that was a voice. Wait a minute. But, you know, look, it, it's him. He, this is Rasan, and you're listening to... WBJR. Fuck. I fucked it up. It's WJBR, right? Yes. WJBR. Okay. This is Rasan, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Nice. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I just had to hit y'all up with, um, start it off, kick it off with a little Rasan. Because I love him. He's just beautiful. And um, he was a fabulous guest. And I just love his drop. And I just wanted to share it with y'all. I have to tell you, I am exhausted. I've been working hard. And, um, you know, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do to make it happen. And um, I just also want to uh, thank you all for for joining me every me and Therese every week. Um, this has been a blast, and it will continue to be a blast. As a matter of fact, it's going to get even better going forward. With that being said. We're going to be taking um, a two-week sabbatical, and um, my mother is calling me on my phone. I don't know why. It is mommy. Let's see what mom wants. Hey, mom, I'm on my show. I'm calling you to get in your show. But you can't get in. You can't get in the show. Um. By my personal phone, you have to call the other number, which is, you know the number? Okay, let me give you, you got a pen? Okay, it's 347-996-53. Nine four. Okay, I should know this by now. Okay. It's a, hey, mom. It's okay. And guess what? What? If it wasn't you, I wouldn't have answered the phone. <laughs> okay. okay. Love you to pieces. Okay. Love you too. Okay. All bye. right. Enjoy the show. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. You gotta pick up the phone for mommy. I I don't care. Just got to. Right. So anyway, what I was saying was, I'm still in the process of packing up my basement. Um, The basement is going to be remodeled, and this is going to take a period of about 
two weeks where I will be down. The whole situation will be down. Ah, and entrez-vous, Therese Pooh? <laughs> I was just explaining, and I'll do it again later on in the show when more people, you know, pop on or whatever, <clears throat> that um, how did you do that? <laughs> you have like this tranquility, tranquility, what is it called? Yeah, this thing going on. You, do you recall? Wait, wait. I'm sorry, everybody. Sidebar. Do you recall like a couple of years ago we were doing the um the podcast? Yeah. And and it was just it was um it was not visual yet. Everybody, please excuse me. Let me just say I'm very tired. So and I'll explain all of that later because I'm I could jump from thing to thing because you know whatever. Anyway. We were you. You said something, and I laughed. I said, "Oh my God, you sound just like Mo when you did that." You sound like Monifa. You said, "You said, do you do you want to really hear me sound like Monifa?" And I was like, "Yeah, go ahead." And then you said, "Okay, I'm gonna sing for you." And then I guess Monifa was in the car, or whatever, wherever y'all y'all were, and she started singing. I was like, "Yes." Yeah, <laughs> that shit was so funny. I'm sorry. I just had to. That, that just sparked that memory. But um, God bless you. How you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Let's start there, right? That's what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know if you can see beyond the glasses, but I am whipped. Whipped? And not in a good way. Not what you need? Oh, boy. I'm just, I'm tired. Well, there's a there's a resounding tired energy, you know, like a resounding, like folks are tired, you know, it's like just tired of so many things, you know, just tired. Yeah, I, we should make a new word, exhaustipated. <laughs> like a combination between exhaustion and constipated? Yeah, like just <laughs> so full of exhaustion that you can't even get it out. Mm. So what is let's 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 what's the other side of that? Let's talk about some wellness. What's what's happening in the wellness department? What are we doing? Well, let's do this. Oh wait, ooh, what did I do? You got all up close and personal right there. But anyway, there's this sugar juice. <laughs> oh man! And you know you taste this stuff, and it's like you. And I have to drink it all. I have to. All right. So excuse me. Listen, no problem. Chug a lug, chug a lug. We're all doing whatever's necessary. You understand? Yep. There's some Avery sugar, Avery pee in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Wow. I can taste it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Even that moment said that 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 the that the recording. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, background Betty, I love you anyway. <laughs> so rude. Hey, Devon. What's up, girl? How you doing? I'm good, baby. Good. That's you sound good. You sound good. That's actually a running joke. Um, Brandon. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's a really 
tell him I'm asleep. Okay. No, I was right there. I was real close. He can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point. We, no, but I didn't have to yell it. We went back. Oh, okay. And I was like, tell him I'm asleep. I thought it was, a, okay. All right. Oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, and he, he made a meme. He made a meme. He, then, but it was it was so funny. He made a meme and sent it to me, and we must have laughed for <laughs> a good twenty minutes straight with Mo in a car, looking like she's going to some kind of you know after party or whatever, and peeking out the window, and says, "Tell him I'm asleep." You know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. we. That was the funniest thing ever. If I find it, I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you. It's hilarious. Yes, please send it to me. Please send it to me. Hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, talk about bent over laughing because it came out of nowhere. It was like beats later. So it came out <laughs> of nowhere. And we, and I just have to be scrolling. And I just, you know how you laugh so hard, your knees buckle and there's no sound? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just passed the phone to her. She was like, hell no. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Funny. Funny, funny. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. So what I was saying earlier, right before you came on, is that we will be taking a, a mini vacation for those of you who um, look forward to the show weekly. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming through. We're going to um, – I'm. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try to have some pre-recorded shows up or something. If not, feel free to browse through the YouTube page, WJBR Internet Radio, where all of our previous shows are just hanging out there waiting to be watched. So feel free to do that, share them, um, repost them, uh, tell everybody come through because, um, you know, hopefully we'll be re rejuvenated that's my plan to be rejuvenated when i come back and um yeah you know i'm gonna let the gray spread a little bit more i'm starting to like her a little bit i think maybe i don't know i'm not really sure um hey there goes poppy chulo how you doing pop Oh. He's in Atlanta this week. Hey to the fam in Atlanta. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Um, we have some interesting things to talk about. Uh-oh. <laughs> before before <laughs> we do. Uh-oh. Before we do. <laughs> you didn't see the head, though. Uh, like mine? No. no, no, she just, she just took a deep breath and just like, I think that was the the processing of the thoughts and all of the Tom fuckery. And uh, look, I was telling, I was talking to someone, and I was saying how, you know, I'm really cool and laid back about most shit. I don't, I have my opinions. Well, all right, that's the last thing I'm saying. To the moon, Alice, to the moon. Bang, zoom, bang, zoom. No. However. I'm laid back. (laughs) I'm laid back, y'all. And so, (laughs) Therese always knows how to sleep my poking bear. (laughs) 
or poke my sleeping bear. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking tired, y'all. I'm tired. And you could try. Hopefully it'll wake me up because I still got some packing and boxing to do. So keep going. <laughs> we know who watches this show and who doesn't. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say right. She's putting her basement together. Um, uh, <laughs> like, oh, you mean, where you going? Right? <laughs> she kicked me out. That's what happened. That's what happened. What were you going? Don't even look. I'm a creep. I can't help it. All right. <laughs> not, not <that. laughs> Oh boy. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are we talking about? What, what, what's the, what, what is it? Because look, I can't even, I can't even form. You know what? I can't even form sentences properly. I don't know what is going no. on. I've been there. I've been there. I got this. Wait, that's what. Oh, but wait. Not... Yes, it was so funny. It's, it's, I'm not it's, it's sure. A, it's an EP. Okay, okay, okay. So, actually, I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, my God, who's this? You know, like, uh-oh. like <laughs> the, the high fashion in a male ur- urinal? And I was like, oh, that's my whole <laughs> EP. Because I've been finding all kinds of stuff down here, too. You are single. Um, Let me see. I, don't, uh, I think yeah. it's a single. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a single. She's, back, she's in the background saying, single. She don't know what it is. She don't know. She ain't, she ain't down here. She don't know. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh God. I have a new addiction, and we yeah, and we need to no. nix it. Oh, nix it. Uh-oh. Yeah. What's the new addiction? <sighs> oh, and don't tell. Don't forget to tell folks they can tune into the actual radio station and listen to the music broadcast. Oh, right. That's thank you, thank you so much. I was thinking about that. Um, there's so much background crap going on with me these days. Um, What's the new addiction? I don't know if I want to talk about it yet. Okay. Is it harmful? Is it harmful? It could be. Every anything in excess. I think can be harmful. Okay, understood. But unless right. you're doing it with your wife repeatedly, that could be a okay addiction. However, uh oh, somebody said. <laughs> I mean, depending on what that is, that thing, that's not. Anyway, I was, what I'm trying to say is I'm tired. Let me drink the sugar and repeat. Go ahead, Therese. What are the topics of the day? <laughs> tell us your addiction, Javon. Tom fuckery. Tom that's fuckery. That's Pop. Pop, tell me yours. I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I'm scared of Whatever it could be. What, in the basement? Whatever. After dark. I think oh. his has to do with peanut butter, though. I don't know why. Peanut butter jelly time? Okay. I'm trying to process and wrap my head around this Brittany Griner stuff. Mm. I'm also trying to process and wrap my head around why 
Biden is so late to respond. And then his response to me, to me, was lackluster. It was very, as a matter of fact, and, you know, I, I just don't get it. I also um, understand, before we get a, a slew of people talking about or reviewing this and talking about, you know, um, oh, you know, you can't go to other countries and do yada, yada, yada. I'm crystal clear on um, uh, the penalties of traveling into other people's territory and trying to regulate the old United States way. Um, you know, that's oftentimes separate from this, a, a, um, an issue when you're traveling abroad. Of, and there's a saying that goes along with that of like, Americans come over here and think they can do this or think they can do that. Um, particularly in, in other countries. But I'm trying to figure out how residue, um, and it's still not clear what was actually found. You know, um, the substance and or what is it? Residue, I don't even know, you know, and I don't know anybody who does know. I know people say they found a such and such. Did it, 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 see, I've done heard everything from CBD to hashish to marijuana. Okay, but this, but I've heard many things. You know, what the hell was found? Okay, and then nine years of your life? Nine years of your life? First of all, you know, my, my opinion is that the, unfortunately, unfortunately, She's being used by Russia to make political statements, Mm -hmm. to see what they could get from the United States to cause, um, to to further disrupt um, relations between peoples in the United States. Mm -hmm. Knowing damn well that woman didn't do shit to deserve a nine-year sentence. However, in Russia, not even however... And in Russia, that's the kind of shit they do. There's a difference between um, their, their form of government and ours. Um, not so much that our government is great because we know the shenanigans and the hashtag tomfoolery. Um, however, there is a promise, an unkept promise, but a promise of fairness. There's the ideal or the idea that you're innocent until proven guilty, although we know that's some shenanigans too, but there's more of a chance to be vindicated of bullshit here. They can make up shit. You say something. You you don't have a constitution the same way we have a constitution. In Russia. So, unfortunately, and, and here's another thing. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a sidebar. Is the Relate- constitution required to run a country? No. No. However, no however, there needs to be, there are rules 
and you can call it what you want. They have their set of rules and their written document. I don't know what they call it in, in Russia. In America, they call it the Constitution. Everybody's, quote, unquote, Constitution will call it their Constitution, but it's different than what ours says right. about freedom of speech. They don't have freedom of speech, a right to liberty and justice in the American way and all that bullshit. They don't have that there. So, but I mean, allegedly, because I've never been to Russia, quite frankly. I've not read their book of laws. All I know is what the American educational system has taught me and what I see on TV. And, the you know? American, and we all know the American education right. system. Right, is a bunch of tomfoolery. However, what I see being played out with Ms. Griner, further, it 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 falls in line with the bullshit that I've been taught about Russian law. So, you know, hopefully they come up with some kind of, I mean, they're talking about from what I heard, and you know, you, you got to be sitting in those particular rooms to know the truth. And I don't think any of us are sitting in those rooms, but from what I heard, they're talking about, a prisoner exchange of some guy that killed multiple people, some, I don't know, fucking bore off the butcher or some shit to trade him for um, Brittany and some other guy that's a political prisoner over there. Um, well, how valuable is this? One, this person bore off is being held here. And then how valuable is he to want to uh, trade? Well, apparently they really want him. Hey, what's up, Nathan? Nathan, uh, if I send you a link, will you come on? Everything that Russians are saying about Brittany Griner is a huge grain of salt. I believe that, Nathan. I really do. Nathan, let me know if you want a, a link. And you can come on. We'd be more than happy to see you. On this Brittany Griner case, Absolutely. I think it's a, I think it's a travesty, quite frankly. Yeah, it, it's it's disgusting. And I think the way that we've managed it from the beginning, you know, things like this can't get momentum, you know, like they just can't get momentum, and we allowed them to get momentum and watch it play itself out, and then before we were even told that they were even bargaining or trying to bargain, you know. Yeah. So granted, granted, you know, here's a here's a case where. You know, we're right in the middle. Well, they're right in the middle of, uh, and I say us too, because, you know, we have, uh, we, sometimes we can't mind our business. <laughs> and we Sometimes. Just, United just, States is up in everybody's damn business. Well, yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, we lose our bargaining chip. We lose it. And, you know, there are some that, um, say because she's a black woman things were not taken seriously you know and being held there are others that you know say oh well you know she had no business going over there with yada yada and you know that is besides the point you know um and then the other nuances are that plays and this is this is the biggest one for me and something to think about united states and don't get me wrong, we have the capacity to be the greatest place on earth. But with our bullshit and shenanigans, we are nowhere near it. And stop pulling, pulling us into a, a false narrative about what this country really is. 
But the reality is, is this young lady was going over to Russia for many years playing basketball because, quite frankly, they paid her more than they pay here for women. So for those who are asking, well, you know, why does she go back and forth? Because the Russian team that she played for pays her more than she earns here. And we're not going to even get into disparity of pay. Again, country for women in sports and women across the board, right? Absolutely. She wouldn't have to go back and forth to Russia, you know, to play, to to do things if the pay rate were equitable on this side. Now, uh, let's just be clear, Brittany Garner, uh, Grinder, excuse me, Grind. I, I'm trying to self-correct. Thanks. But you did say Grinder. In your correction. You you actually were right for once, Monifa. Thank you. Brittany Griner. You know you know this because I know I know someone with the last name of Garner, so that's where that no, came I know from. That part of the part. Yeah, when you went from Garner to Griner, Grinder, trying to do Gardner and Griner together. Yeah. Brittany Griner. <laughs> I'm in a Spanish <laughs> tag team. Brittany Griner um, is a marquee player yep. and has been one and a marquee player here in the United States. So to consider that our marquee players for the WNBA still do not make fair and equitable, fair and equitable rate wages is disgusting. Disgusting. And until we get that piece together for women and pay across the board in every occupation, you know, it's still going to be disgusting. Sorry. And it's still going to be something that we need to talk about. She she is a superstar in Russia. So this was a big political publicity thing in Russia. They and and it's also you know I look at their all I could call him is a ruler because of the way he handles shit down there but or across there wherever the hell they are but um this is him beating his chest too there's a whole bunch of nonsense with this and unfortunately you know she's caught up in it for what I don't even deem to be a crime personally but you know. I don't make the laws in Russia, and I don't even think I, – I don't think – I think this has a lot less to do with the law than politics and grandstanding and, you know. Brittany is not a violent no, person. No. This is not a violent crime, and this is, you know, but to give – but but I, I don't personally believe she's going to serve nine years of her life there. You I, know, hope I, I hope not. I hope not. This is the – this is the exchange and to make them go as far as they have to go in this whole situation before things get uh, talked about. Now, Russia wants Victor Bout, the infamous merchant of death, in exchange for Griner and Paul Whalen. Okay. Have we always, maybe correct me, have we always swapped people for people? Yeah. Yeah. It's just our public side. And sometimes it is, but we don't give a shit because it's usually not us. You know, I mean, it's usually people that are doing shit that have no 
immediate impact on us or we we never heard of them before anyway. Okay, go swap them. We don't give a fuck. But, you know, Britney's ours. So, you know, it, it's... And, and you know, years and years ago, I can't remember his name, um, maybe when Nathan comes on or if he's still watching, he can help with this. But there was a Russian about 50 years ago, maybe, Russian ruler or whatever, who said, We'll we'll destroy the United States without even shooting a bullet, without shooting one bullet. We will destroy them from within. Mm. They found the right fucking puppet, and they did it, and they're doing it. Pop says he has a good swapping story, by the way. I bet you do, and that one I certainly would like to hear. Uh, At a later I, time. I, I, I'm my mom needs listening. Can't so. handle that. <laughs> my mom is my mom is listening. Mom, I see that you got on. Hi, mom. Yep. So yeah, yeah. They've they've always done this kind of thing. So yep, that's a uh, a big deal, and we will all keep our eyes on the Brittany Griner, Griner, Griner situation. Griner. <laughs> Griner. Uh, and shout out to her family for uh I I Yes. Know, yes. to be a, a, a horrific thing to have play out um between in, invasion of your privacy but also just to have to negotiate and manage this because I can only imagine mm-hmm. um, know what you are going through. Um Exactly. And mom pop says hi. And yeah, so, but there is one good thing that has happened recently in the news. And Rez is like, what the fuck was that? Because there's good news in the news. Yeah. Well, Alex, whatever the fuck his name is, who has a podcast that um, disseminates misinformation, lies, and downright nastiness. Alex? Alex. I can't think of his name. I'll get it in a minute. Um, anyway, he's the one who was saying that the children, Alex Jones, that's his name. Okay. He was saying on his podcast, which is very famous, he rakes in like $800,000 a day or some shit like that. Ridiculous. Um he was saying that the Sandy Hook murders did not occur, that the parents who were allegedly mourning were actors. Mm. And he went on. Now, it's been, it's been quite a few years since Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. And um, as a result of his lies, his nasty listeners, who believe everything this fool spits out, they were shooting at these parents' homes while they're mourning their little boy. Mm. I mean, remember, we're talking about the death of second graders, and people are going around saying you're lying and and shooting at you and, you know, um, mm. disparaging you as opposed to getting that community support. I mean, I'm sure there were those who did give them support, but there was there's a large portion of the American population that believes the shenanigans and the bullshit. 
excuse me, mom. Sorry, but you know it is what it is. Anyway, okay. Right to believe or disbelieve you, whatever you want. But when you're going to try to harm others right. in the process, what is your problem? Right. Or you deliberately incite situations so, so that you know that people that. I am less concerned about the people who who cite drama, incite drama, than the people who actually go out and carry out the drama that other people. Set. What's more, what's more powerful to you? What do you mean? The the drama ciders or the the insiders or the people that go out? Mm-hmm. It's it's all the same. Hey Nathan, we're gonna put you right in the middle. Nathan James, everyone. Right now we're talking about um Alex Jones. And so Therese, let me just finish up by saying that he has been now he has to pay $45 million to one family, and there are others who are suing him. Very good. Very good. So, so I think it's more I, – I think – I guess I never thought about it, and maybe later because I change my mind every five minutes, So, especially when I'm feeling loopy like I am now. But um, for me, for right now, someone like him who incites, is more dangerous because they can rally a lot of people to do something. Without someone to rally you, if you're an idiot, you just sit there and play with yourself. However, if you're an idiot, easily, you know, uh, you're an easy follow, you know, you could, you could be surrounded by forces of good or, of good or evil. Can I can I interject too? Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. And, and I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. The interesting thing about most people is they a lot of people, let's just say, um, hear one side of a story and they want to run with it like it's fact. Mm. And I always say this, you know, and and those are the people kind of that that I that I make fun of the most. Because not only do you run with one side of one side of the story, you try to tell other people you know, the one side of the story without fact checking, right? Right. Without fact checking, because there was something in you already that somebody detected would be a dog to carry a bone, because you don't require much. Right. There's something in you that people can detect that would lead, that you're leadable. Right. Leadable. I don't care how strong you posture or present. There's something in you that people have determined that you can run with stuff, you know, and, and 90% of the people, they do it, they tell, they share it with a friend like it's fact, and they don't know what the fuck they're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Still, you know, they're still miserable in their skin and still, you know, because they wanted to either have something, you know, or maybe they didn't like the person or the thing anyway because they had a feeling about it, you know, but feeling and misery and mental health, poor mental health, are not good bedfellows. I have spent the better part of the last six years now fact-checking people. <laughs> I am so fucking tired. Let me tell you something. I refuse to do it anymore. Whatever you need to believe to make your life's work, go right ahead. Exactly. And right. I'll never forget Trump said, and yeah, I used his shitty name. He said, 
Don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you what you're looking at. Believe what I'm telling you. He said that on national television, and and people are like, okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people like that. I'll I mean, believe I'll believe what you say. Forget what I see. You don't question. You know, it's like you sit and you listen to one miserable ass person, Trump or anybody else. Doesn't have to be Trump. I mean, this could be this could be whittled down to hood hood games. You know, you listen to one side of a story. And it's it, it's age old, it's the same stuff as Misery Love Company. Real talk. Yep. Sounds like Monifa just fell off the counter. You wanna pick her up for me? <laughs> <laughs> hey Nathan, how you doing, baby? Welcome to the show. Nathan. Good morning. Good morning, Tress. Good morning, Javon. How are you? It's always a pleasure to be here on a Saturday morning with you you lovely Missed that clearing detail when she broke into his house. So fast forward. 
Now we have Brianna Teller. And some of the same elements are in play here. The police officers are making a defense that they, A, act in good faith, and B, that she was going to be a suspect. She was no suspect. Right. Okay. The other thing is that they they tried they conspired to cover it up. They did. They did. They all four acted together to try to sweep this under the rug, which is why they're all four being charged. And it's kind of interesting that the state of Kentucky is not doing this, but the Department of Justice. So well, you know, that's another thing that kind of raised my eyebrows. This that's that's Mitch McConnell's um, town. You know, it's his state. So I, it doesn't surprise me at all that there's no investigation coming from Kentucky. Uh, whatever. Um, You're right. You know, we always have to have a join the sky when these things happen, especially in the South. Mm-hmm. And you're right. This is Mitch McConnell's state. And this is a state in which a conservative governor is in power. So they may not be as interested in the rights of a victim like Bianca Taylor. Uh, and by the way, I just want to point out for the record that the boyfriend himself said she had nothing to do with what was going on, period. And he was acquitted because these officers did not announce themselves. They burst into the house. He fired in self-defense thinking the house was being burglarized. And he but had a he- legally owned firearm. Right. He shot he one a- shot and they shot 22. And the silence from the NRA on that is deafening. Mm. Okay. Mm. What happened to their whole, their whole castle doctrine thing, defending your house with a gun? They haven't said a word about this. They didn't. Does it apply to black people? They didn't defend Philando Castile. Mm-hmm. Who did everything the NRA teaches their gun owners to do when they are pulled over by the police and still got shot anyway. Total silence from Wayne LaPierre. Or the NRA on that. Do you re- so, recall when the police officer was questioned and they said, well, he said that he had a gun on him. He, why did you shoot him? And the police officer said, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the, those words should be etched in stone on top of the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, we see this over and over again. That there's a double standard. There's one set of rules for one type of gun owner. There's another set of rules for another type of gun owner. Let's call it what it is, black, period. You do not see white people getting shot by police like this. We do not see. And and the initial, um, I I would say, um, penalties came due to a shot being fired through a wall in a white tenant's house and nobody was injured and they paid out they paid those people because the bullet went through their their wall forget that a a bullet went through brianna taylor and em ems and emt and keep in mind you know what brianna taylor was doing when she got shot she was sleeping sleeping while black that's what she was doing It, it, it astonishes me it astonishes me. And there's a double standard we see over and over and over again. Compare and contrast, for example, Jalen Walker getting shot 46 times, and he did not have a weapon on him when he was, when they attempted to apprehend him. Compare and contrast that with 
Robert Cremo, the Highland Park July 4th shooter who was apprehended by the police after a car chase. He had two semi-automatic rifles in his car when he was finally stopped. And there's video of them very calmly walking up to him, patting him down, putting him in handcuffs. Uh, there's no no word yet on whether they took him to Burger King on the way to the precinct house, but no. like Dylan Roof, right? Exactly. You know, um, there is there is without question a double standard that we haven't addressed yet. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not even getting close to addressing it because it all links to the same subject matter. You know, it's like it, it, sometimes I believe that it's blatant and and deliberately done so. To, uh, to be incitable, to be disrespectful, because and there's keep, no way world. Why do you think they would hang publicly. enslaved people publicly? All of this is still public lynching. Exactly. It's to keep black people in check. Yes. It's to keep black people fearful. Yeah. That's what it, that's what this is to let to to let us know that you know as much as this country is allegedly for the free we are not yet there and they still have their foots on uh, their foot their feet on our necks and and there's only but so much we could do well i'm not going to say that no that's their message that's their message whether or not we receive it that way whether or not because every black person is not going to perceive it that way nor live that um what they're projecting right not everybody is going to to remain in fear or stay in fear or be fearful of them ever um just because they they want us to be but that is the purpose the power is in your vote thank you for saying that therese thank you for saying that i feel like revolution that will be televised i feel like i could take a nap now thank you so much y'all took care of me you know, they, they used to say the revolution will not be televised. It is this time. Today it's going to be on Facebook Live. Yes, it is. I wish Gil Scott Heron was still here. Mm-hmm. I, I You know, I miss him. I wish he was still here to, to write us a new one. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, Gil? What? Say it. Speak it. Mm-hmm. Sing it. Do it. You know, because um, there's, there's a lot of people, you know, that. Uh, anyway, um, we we need those voices. Um, we do the best we can, but some of those voices um, carry more power, I think. Than just because I got this silky smooth thing going on, don't mean that people are really listening. We do. We we need not only more outspoken voices. We need more voices in high places. And that's something I hope that the midterm elections will help to carry out because things are changing. Uh, you know, uh, we see on the news, for example, one thing I did want to mention was the primary vote in Kansas. Yes, um, Nathan. Yes. More good news. More good because, news. Because that sends a clear and unmistakable message that the express will of the people is not what Trump and the Republican Party have been concocting for the past four, six, eight, ten years on abortion. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Now it's abundantly clear that this is not something that the people approve of. 
And what's interesting is that in Kansas, on this particular referendum question, the Republicans tried every trick in the book. They purposely made the language of the referendum misleading. They peppered the airwaves with all kinds of uh, coercive advertising. They tried to keep uh, minorities from going to the polls and voting on this. None of it worked. The people in Kansas spoke. They spoke loudly. And I think I think it's a harbinger of things to come. I think in the midterms, I think not only are more registered voters going to vote, I think we're going to see more women going to the polls than ever before. Yep. You know what, Nathan? This is a great segue for our Black History Moment. Everybody hold on a second. Okay. The Voting Rights Act was signed into law. No vote, no voice has been the rallying cry of people of many nations. On August 6, 1965, African Americans in the United States witnessed the signing of one of the most monumental pieces of civil rights legislation ever enacted in this country, the Voting Rights Act of 1965. The United United States Senate passed the Voting Rights Bill 77 to 19 on May 26 of 1965. It passed the U.S. House with amendment on July 9th of 1965, 333 to 85. And President Johnson signed it into law on August 6th 1965. The bill was designed with legal enforcement to ensure the voting rights of all Americans guaranteed through the 14th and 15th Amendments to the United States Constitution. There is a video on YouTube, and this is a picture of um, Lyndon B. Johnson signing the law, and you can see in the background uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Um, That was a monumental day in our history, and um, we're still still fighting for that. And let me just tell you, let's just say say it plain. Um, The Supreme Court justices right now are saying that amendments to the Constitution, to the original Constitution, are amendments, and they're not, according to them, according to this particular Supreme Court, doesn't seem to be established law this is all of this is up to up you know eh, maybe you're you're muted resi sorry the supreme court needs to make up its mind because they're on record for saying that saying so many contradicting things one in particular was the the uh uh wade how it was law one second and then it's not law the next so it's it's like Honestly, I, I, I've been saying that those jokers need term limits because they should not be allowed. Oh, yes, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Those jokers should not be given lifetime appointments of nothing because clearly there's somebody, there's somebody's on there that need to be shifted off because they have lost their, their sighting. I think they, their, their judgment are off base and, and oftentimes, you know, led by 
the very things that are separating the country. So I just think that, you know, I'm going to always say it until we get that together. The Supreme Court does not need to be a lifetime appointment. No position does. Uh-oh. I agree. Now, let me say this. Uh-oh. How could you have lifetime appointment? I don't need to be seen. But um, how is it that you, you give um, lifetime appointment to these judges and we change our phones <laughs> every two years? Technology and things evolve. Thoughts, thought, systems, uh, belief systems, they all evolve. How can you, as people are aging and their experiences, right? Sometimes, to me, the experiences are antiquated and they can, cannot be effective in the now. How, that doesn't even make sense to have somebody appointed for a lifetime. These people, like, we know our grandparents, we, the, 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 the gap. The yeah, age, yeah. Well, when I say that, I mean, because there's a different, generationally even, there's a different perspective. Things are evolving whether or changing, I won't say evolving, but things are changing at such a rapid pace and just in the natural order of things. That's like if we had somebody, like if we lived 200 years, right? If the natural life expectancy was 200 years and you have a lifetime appointment in a, in a Supreme Court, the, the thoughts and the ideals are antiquated. You can't serve the people. And, and it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, there there would be people, let's just say, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, It's like if somebody learned how to drive in the 1920s, let's just say, and and all they was driving was sticks after riding a horse, you know, because the horse and buggy. Now you drive, and then all of a sudden, everybody is driving automatic, and they're zooming through that person who came from the 20s would be like, no, stop, wait, no, stop. But you know what? It's progress. It's progress. And guess what? Guess what? This generation, it don't seem like they're the type to sit still and just let progress be stopped because some old white people want to stop it. Well, that's, that's part of it. I think that it was, they, it was structured that way so that people would be in positions for a long time and not have their judgments questioned or, mm-hmm. you know, that because once upon a time, the Supreme Court didn't look like this, okay? So even though it looks like this now and it seems to want to represent others, you know, it's still the laws that are connected and what they're, how they're reading or interpreting things or what their mm-hmm. general, um, what do they call them, Nathan, when, when, uh, when they write articles that they're using to move something forward, what is that called again? Uh, when they want to move something forward, right. uh, there, are, there are a number of names that they can write legal briefs. Legal they, briefs, okay. okay. You know, they, they can write amicus opinions where they're commenting on the decision of another court. Uh, you know, keep in mind that the reason that Supreme Court judges are appointed for life is it has to do with the separation of powers doctrine. The Supreme Court is supposed to be apolitical. Supposed to be. <laughs> but this Supreme Court has gone left. Right. Yeah, yeah. This, this Supreme Court is not that. 
So well, that's why, again, I, I say this over and over again. This is why it comes down to who we vote for and whether we vote or not, because keep in mind that although Supreme Court judges do serve for life and they're part of the judicial branch, they're the head of the judicial branch, it's the people that we elect to the Senate and to the White House that determine who the judges are. That's something we should have seen in graphic detail. Trump appointed three judges. There are very few presidents in American that, history that have had the opportunity to appoint three judges to the Supreme Court. Trump knew what he was about. Now, as far as Roe v. Wade and these other cases on which our rights depend, keep in mind that these are all only what is called case law. In other words, a court somewhere has made a decision and interpreted the law in this way. That's why, for example, we have same-sex marriage. That's why interracial marriage is legal. That's why we have things like uh, Lawrence v. Texas, the end of the criminalization of being gay or lesbian. These are only protected by case laws. It's one of the reasons that Congress is trying to codify same-sex and interracial marriage right now, let alone abortion. Because until these things are in black and white law, any Supreme Court in the present or in the future can overturn them, which well, is what could happen. Let me ask a question. What are your thoughts about someone who writes a brief or an article, whatever it was he wrote, um, uh, questioning whether or not uh, gay rights right after Roe Wade, you're on the gay rights thing to marry, that the person that did this, Clarence Thomas, is in an interracial marriage which was the same uh, scrutiny, you know, uh, well, not the same, but, you know, which was scrutinized um, before as, as, and seen as illegal. Well, Clarence Thomas called for Lawrence v. Texas, for Obergefell v. Hodges, and for Griswold to be challenged in Supreme Court. They are respectively, again, the uh, decision that made sodomy laws unconstitutional, Obergefell gave us same-sex marriage as a matter of, of uh, nationwide law, and Griswold is the right to use contraceptives during marriage. Now, he was very careful not, like you said, not to mention Loving v. Virginia, which legalized interracial marriage because he doesn't want to invite a case that would annul his own marriage. Mm. So he was very, very careful not to put that in the wording of his opinion. And it wasn't a brief or an article that was his majority opinion in Dobbs v. Uh, in Dobbs, which was the Roe v. Wade case. Uh-huh. That was actually in his opinion. Let me just say this about Clarence. Do you recall O.J. was having his trial? And everybody said to O.J., you know, people were saying to O.J., well, you're black, you're black, and you're black. And if you, you know, you remember you're a black man, you're black. And O.J. said, damn it, I am not black. I'm O.J. I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm O.J. That's what Clarence thinks of himself. But let me just clarify this for all the O.J.'s and Clarences out there. When you live in America and or the world, as it is today, if your skin is anything other than peach (laughs) or pink, you are black. You're black. Absolutely. I can tell you that from my own personal firsthand experience. We've seen that 
in the example of President Obama, who has never once been described as a multiracial president. He is described as the first black president. Yeah. Okay. Nobody talks about his mother's side of the family. Uh, the same thing is true of my um, background. In fact, my original biological parents, who I never knew, one thing I do know about them is that when I was born, they were not legally allowed to marry each other because Loving v. Virginia hadn't been decided yet. It hadn't gone to the Supreme Court yet. So they, they would not have been able to be married. I think that was one of the factors that led into their decision to put me up for adoption. And I, in my experience, and I'll be very frank about this, even though I'm half white myself, a white person, when they look at me, does not see himself. Mm. But we can. But we see you, and we see you as us, Nathan. And we love you dearly. Definitely. I'm going to take a... I'm going to take a quick break and leave you two to talk, okay? Keep going. So what's this stuff about, um, what's your take on the Griner case, Nathan, and Russia and these, these this, this trade? This is where it gets real stupid for me, you know? And, you know, I'm, I'm the less political one of the three of us that often enjoy your, your uh, point of view on these things. But what, what's the deal? You think that she's going to do any of the nine years that they've now convicted her on? No, I don't think she's going to do the whole thing, and I'll tell you why. Prisoner exchanges, first of all, between Russia and the United States have a long history going back to the Cold War, okay? This has been a common mechanism where one or the other country says, okay, you have our spy, we want them back, we'll give you two of yours, and we'll work out a deal. This is nothing new. The Russians have wanted Victor Bout, who I mentioned earlier, uh, for a long, long time. Why exactly they want such a monstrous individual back, is, is a, a, that's a discussion for another day. But they want him back, and they're willing to do a prisoner exchange. Now, Russia says in addition to Victor Bout, they want another one of their prisoners that is being held by NATO in Germany so that there will be two prisoners for two prisoners, Brittany Griner and Paul Whalen. Now, I mentioned at the outset, I take everything the Russians say about this case with a huge grain of salt because, number one, Russia is not a free country. So their legal processes are not like ours. I'm constantly astonished when I look at comments on social media about this case, how many people are taking the Russians at their word mm. without understanding that the Russians have a long history of manufacturing evidence, of coercing prisoners. Again, this is not the United States where we have very long established protections for the way prisoners are to be treated and handled, which mm. we don't always follow, but we in Russia, a whole other thing. They're allowed to get physical with you. They're allowed to force confessions out of you, which they routinely do. Acquittals in the Russian legal system can be reversed, unlike here. They can find you not guilty and reverse that later and come back and get you and put you in jail. So this is not the United States. Then on top of that, you have the fact that black people do not fare well in Russian society unless they are major public figures. And sometimes, in, as we see with Brittany Griner, not even then, Therese, is that helping her 
And and then she's family. Mm-hmm. She's a member of our LGBTQ community. She's a married black lesbian woman, which is kind of the antithesis for a country and a society where they have very harsh laws against homosexuality. So this is not someone who is going to find a lot of sympathy in the court of public opinion among the Russian public. So I don't really believe any of what Russia is saying because once they had control of her luggage, pretty much insert anything they want into mm-hmm. her into her bag. Uh, you know, they they said a Russian dog smelled something wrong and alerted. The Russian dog is being given commands in a language Brittany does not understand. The dog could have been commanded to alert, even if there was nothing in her luggage. I'm not buying it. However, that being said, I do think that the State Department will be able to negotiate her release and that of Paul Whelan. And unfortunately, they'll have to hold their nose and hand over victim out if they want this prisoner exchange to take place. Isn't it interesting how we don't, as American people, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, we don't hear about all the prisoners that we're holding for other, from other countries. Like, we don't, hear, we don't hear that, oh, we've just captured X, Y, and Z, or we, we're holding such and such for, or NATO is even holding. You know, why don't we hear about that? Because here's the thing, to, to trade, for Russia to think that they can trade, you know, like, what is our news? or lack thereof, not, you know, we already know it's censored, but it's like, and that's some need to know information. Shouldn't that be public information about how many prisoners we're actually holding? Because we only get the other side. Well, well, all of this is a matter of public record in the United States. You're right. It doesn't get well reported in the media as often as it should. Okay. For example, Victor Bow, even the Russians agree he's a, pretty nefarious character. He's an international arms dealer who has done a lot of dirty work for the Russian Federation. And I'm pretty sure the reason they want him back so badly is because he's managed to maintain his silence these past several years we've been holding him. They don't want him to have a change of heart and start talking. So they have a motive for getting him back behind the Iron Curtain. That being said, Uh, The United States isn't, as much as we have high legal standards and we're a nation of laws and we're a free country, we're also the country with the most prisoners of any country in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's significant because we only make up 5% of the world's population. However, we have 25% of the world's prisoners, and there's something to be said about that. And, and there's something to be said about the, the, the continuation of that particular sentence, the, the most folks of color locked up behind bars. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. We have the highest population of imprisoned people, and most of them are of color. And that is the disgusting part of it, um, too. You know, um, the, the, every time you say the word free country, Nathan, I just want to say for whom? You know, I think that they, we do a great job of, of dictating and having our noses in other people's business and judging their systems, you know, um, that we find atrocious, of course. But, but ours are no better. So it's almost like the pot calling the kettle black, you know. Um, yeah, I think only because we don't live up to the we, – we have people employed in the policing business, in the government business, who don't mean any good 
who don't actually follow the rule of law and twist it for their own sadistic purposes. And so um, race, racism and race um, plays the largest part in the disparities in this country and the cruelty and the, the wickedness and the, you know, until it, 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 people, you could take a great law like freedom of speech. How could that not be a great law? How many countries, I don't know, have that as a part of their, their, their constitution, let's say, or whatever their written document of laws are, the, the pursuit of happiness, you know, be their written document. However, the way it is not carried out is by these human beings who choose to uphold the law, but they don't uphold the law. They twist the law and they, they, um, they break the law in, within their role to uphold it. So it's, it's less about what the rules are. It's more about who is executing the rules. And I also just wanted to say that um, the, we do get notification in the news when these people are arrested, these, these people from other countries. It's just that we don't care. As Americans, we're so damn self-centered that somebody being arrested, like, what about how many people care about the woman, the Russian woman, who was sleeping with all of these American guys, and she was a spy, <laughs> and then she ended up back in Russia. We, we arrested her here. She got extra, extradited or whatever. She got, went back to Russia, and they welcomed her with flowers and this and that. However, she got back there. I think Trump allowed it, her to go back. Whatever the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, hold on, hold but, on. but who, who knows her name? Okay, but that's but big. A, a, a Russian woman gets arrested here for sleeping with. No, she didn't get arrested for sleeping with these men, but she uh, was name, a Russian. Her name was. Her name was Marina Putina. Thank you. Yes. And she was arrested here for espionage. Thank you. Thank you. So that, that's why the Justice Department was holding her. Uh, Trump issued a summary pardon, sent her back to Russia, kicked her out of the country. Right now, here was, this is the thing. This is the thing. Right here on the screen, you can see three levels of inform- understanding what's going on with this one woman who really was nefarious, and she really was doing some, some really shady shit. I saw, I saw it all on the news and stuff, right? So you're like, what, who? Right? There are people like, who? what are you talking about, and what did she do? Right? Then there's me that... I know what she I know that she was some kind of spy and she was fucking with all these guys and that's how she was getting information from these rich, well-connected white men and that she ended up back in Russia and she was like a hero for them and then you have Nathan who knows all the deets. So it's not that we don't that this stuff is not covered in the news. It's that well, what we, information did she get that they would celebrate? Like, what was she after? What did she get? There's like so much more. All right, but before we before we get into that detail of what her thing is, I I, I only brought her up to say that no, it is covered in the news. It, it's it's but it's it's 
it's a couple of things. Like what news do do we watch? And what what are they what are they covering and how are they covering it? And then how important is the story to us that, that, so that we'll remember because it's it's about what we retain because every bit of information that you receive you're not going to retain. Some of it is important, some of it's not. The brain only has the capacity to hold certain stuff. Like clearly I was watching and at in the moment I retained it, but there's so much other crazy stuff going on in my brain. Nathan has a better brain than I have and he's very um attuned with what's going on politically. As he's also an elected official. You know, so it's it makes more sense. But then if if it comes on the nightly news, which it did, that this woman was arrested for a Russian and then she went back to Russia and Trump gave her a pardon and blah blah blah. If it's important to you in the moment, it's important. I am um, and I'm the but, but they I, do. on the record I just want to say I'm the least likely political person. Um and when I think about things they have to have some kind of logic. But I also and, and none of it makes any yeah, you know, and 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 when I hear things like, um, okay, so this woman came over. Now, if this woman came over from, and, and this is just this is just me, you know, like don't count for much. But if this woman, who was a known spy, that we're supposed to be able to see, as Whoopi Goldberg says, a, a, a gnat pissing on a cotton ball, right? From all this technology and all these things and all this this uh, all this. Um, what do they call it? They call it uh, all this information that we have. This woman was coming over here. She came. Now, I don't think she just got dropped off, you know. Like, again, she has to use the passport. They're aware of who she is when she gets on the plane. As Therese, to, to keep it simple, she was working with Trump. Even, she was working even, for Trump. Okay, but even working with and for Trump. Like, to find out things like we didn't sanction, it's almost like saying, you know, and I want to go into my 9-11 theories, but it's, it's, it's like saying that, you know, when, you, when we turned around and found out that we were training some of the people who actually attacked us, like we need to really, some of this stuff, the smoke and mirror stuff is real interesting to me. Like we didn't know a whole Russian spy came over here and was sitting with various men. Who but, are the men? But, but first of all, Therese, it's real simple. To me, and maybe I am a conspiracy conspiracy theory person. Maybe I am. I don't know. I don't care. Label me what you will. But we all know about this, um, the 2016 election and Russia and, and Trump, right? 2016, Russia. Here's this woman. She's get she's helping, and of course he's he's in bed with with Russia. So he, for whatever reason, he thought that he was going to rule the United States like Putin rules Russia. They were going to get together and rule the world. That's why he wanted out of NATO. He wanted out of this. He wanted out of everything with our quote unquote allies. He, I think, his intention was to try to rule the world. Yeah. He let a Russian spy in. I don't think it's that 
complicated. And then and to circle around whom? Who were these guys, Nathan? Unmute yourself. Well, I don't think we're really gonna ever know the true extent of how deeply the Russians penetrated the Trump White House. That's one thing. But they were all up in it. Now, as for Marina Butina, she was like the Matahari of the whole Russiagate affair. She was someone who was sent over here, according to the Justice Department, and what her role was, was to facilitate how the Russian Federation could help Trump get elected in 2016. Everybody seems to forget that during the Democratic National Convention, one of the things that happened in 2016 was that Trump went on television as part of one of his campaign appearances, and he said, hey, Russia, if you're listening, I want you to find Hillary's emails. And the very next day, and I remember this because I was at the Democratic National Convention covering it, the mm-hmm. very next day when I went to the press tent and I turned on my computer, connected to the Wi-Fi, not 20 minutes later, the entire server went out. And they said that it had been a denial of service attack that somebody had tried to hack into the Democratic National Convention. I'll give you three guesses who that was. And this is what Ms. Butina was allegedly sent to the United States to help facilitate in other words, do nefarious activities that would be beneficial to Trump. Eventually, the Justice Department said, no, this violates the Espionage Act. You know, if you don't want to have a very messy, very ugly, very public prosecution, you better find a way to get this woman out of our custody and out of the country. And that's what Trump did. So this is this is the thing. Under his administration, there were so many crazy things that he was doing. I mean, remember, Nathan, every day? It was every day something, and that was one of them. And and at that time, during that time, the time that this was rolling through, I was watching, I was stuck, I was glued to, to every news station and trying to figure out what was the truth, not only what, the commentators were saying, but what you were actually seeing. Some of, this, some of this stuff was blatant in your face. And there are people, I, I, I just, I was, I was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was so, it's almost like, just imagine being back there in the 60s, right? In 63, and hearing the people who were actually conspiring to kill Kennedy. And then he gets shot. And then people are talking about it was one guy in a in a in a library suppository and and he just did it because he was crazy. But you well, you you're you're in you're you you see it all in the news as the people are saying, Yeah, well I think we can get him in Texas. Yeah, there's a nice corner right there. Yeah. Well let's get this guy to do it. He's a dope Let's, you know, yeah, okay, let's do it. And then you're watching it all unfold, and that's what I feel like I experienced for, for, from, from 2016 on, and, like, somebody do something. 
But they had all this stuff. Now, now we're looking at the hearings now, right? And we're seeing how much stuff and how many meetings they taped in advance and all of this stuff going on. The stuff that we're not normally privy to unless we have to have a hearing. So you mean to tell me with all this information you had in advance, with all these conversations that went on, you still allow shit to happen? Because I don't know. I mean, just general public, if something, if you hear about Johnny getting ready, they conspiring about Johnny in your household, and then you see the people go outside and Johnny's on the block, chances of them going to get Johnny is great. But you had it. You had all the information. So there had to be some, 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 logically, I think, there has to be some connection. There you to go with the logic. Having, well, maybe it's illogical. Maybe it is. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just like, it's just hard to process. Think, of, it, think it became, of somebody. It became more. It, came, it became harder. Hearing, watching these these hearings, and and that's why to a certain degree, I was kind of like, so you mean to tell me these meetings, there are people here privy to all of this information, sitting here in real time that they have recorded and now sharing it. Of course, sharing it for another reason to American people. But the reality is, some like me is looking at the reasons. And going, okay, wait a second now. Wait, wait, hold on. You had information about this well in advance. You think you're showing us to show, you know, because the other subject matter now is Trump and how much stuff he incited to, to connect to January 6th. But I'm looking at it as that plus the fact that all these conversations that you guys have recorded are going on and then the outcomes are bananas. And no one could do anything to stop this. It's not could. They chose not to. It's like I said, we are a country of laws. However, the people who are hired, elected, or selected to, to um, execute the laws are nefarious, are, are, are racist, are, are self, um, self-involved. Look at Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. At one point, he went, he stood up the next day and said, damn it, that's it, I've had enough. Now, mind you, Trump has been doing crazy stuff the whole time. But, okay, this January 6th was enough. Trump calls him down to the complex, to the compound, I'm going to call it, in, in the mafia, it's a compound, right? Calls him down to the compound, promises him a couple of million dollars and keep your mouth shut or you'll be sleeping with the fishes, Okay. And now Kevin McCarthy, is, he, gave, he gave his text messages at first until he got called down to the compound. Then he got some money donated to his charity, millions. So to me, that from Kevin's perspective, that is completely logical. If you want to look for the logic, look at the loser and look from the loser's perspective. Because Kevin McCarthy is a loser. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing that's even more disturbing to me that is that has kind of been like a postscript to the first round of hearings is what we've learned since that final hearing a few weeks ago in terms of not, we find out that not just the Secret Service deleted all their text messages from January 5th and 6th, but we find out Homeland Security and the Defense Department did that. So we're talking about potentially thousands of text messages involving thousands of people in the executive branch. And only Trump would have had the power to order that such a thing exactly. be done. There are no White House records at all 
from January 6th, the afternoon of January 6th, when the insurrection was taking place. So we don't know what was going on behind the scenes when our president, our then president, was sitting in the White House dining room, gleefully watching it unfold and throwing out tweets designed to stir the crowd up even more. We don't know what was going on in his administration in the most critical hour our democracy has faced since the Civil War. And nobody seems to find this significant. That just blows my mind. Yeah. Michael, Michael Flynn's brother is one of those high-ranking admirals in, in the service. Michael Flynn's Michael brother? Michael Flynn himself. Michael yeah. Flynn was a three-star general. Exactly. So in that family, Lord knows, none of them Flynn's need to be in the service especially giving orders, in my opinion, it's my humble opinion. But, you know, when you look at it, it makes, to me, it makes perfect sense that none of this has been um, prosecuted to this point, um, that, huh. that these people are getting away with it. Because when you have so many people in, in these positions who are ignoring the rule of law, who are going contrary to the Constitution, who are all in one step, though. They all have the same purpose, to make Trump the king and from there make themselves rich or keep themselves in what they perceive to be their power. I, whatever it is, whatever they're all in one. I don't know what their end game is. But they all have the same, they're all in lockstep in, in each of those departments that keep law and order in this country. The, all the heads need to be chopped off. I don't mean that literally, but figuratively. And yes, thank you, Pop. The views, I knew that was coming. The views, <laughs> information, or opinions expressed during Brunch in the Basement series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of WJBR Internet Radio. Speaking of which, I wanted to remind everybody again, we are taking a vacation, if you want to call it that. Two weeks, there will be no live shows. For two weeks, we will come back in September. September, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll come back in September with a fresh new do. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and if you are watching us on Facebook, you should jump on over to YouTube Live. You should also share and subscribe to this internet radio for the inquisitive mind and the sophisticated ear. Hopefully when we come back in September, we'll have something juicy. Nathan, when is the next hearing going to be? The next hearing is round two or season two, as they like to call it. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> we'll be in September when Congress returns from their vacation. Mm-hmm. Good. So I'm... I, have not announced, I have not announced any specific dates yet, but it will be in September once Congress returns. And yeah. where 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 is some of these Congress folks taking vacations? Because I, I need to make a schedule. I need to just be. I, I just so happen to be laying on a, a pool chair next to somebody who's making decisions that you can talk shit to. 
Because something something's not right. I would love to hang out with Liz Cheney for a day. Mm-hmm. Now she will be anywhere between Massachusetts. Um, she's often been seen. Uh, where does that compound in Massachusetts? Um, what is the? Uh, okay, not gonna not gonna expose all Liz's stuff if it's not because out. I don't I don't agree with any of her politics. You don't? Well, some some stuff, yeah, but for the most part, no, no, because she's not one for the. First of all, she's she's pro life, if you want to call it that. Anti-abortion. You know, she holds those staunch Republican things. You know, I believe in uplifting that people in this country sometimes um, fall on hard times and we need to be there for them and lift them up. I believe that um, corporations should be taxed just like individuals. That's just me. I don't believe that money's going to trickle down when it doesn't. Stop trying to feed me that lie. When corporations have extra quote-unquote money and they don't give it to their employees but they invest it in something for the shareholders so that the shareholders can continue to get rich while the, while the workers keep chugging away at $10 an hour? Well, see, the idea is that, you know, it's funny because we were talking about this um, uh, earlier, not this show, um, but outside of it, talking about that that, that, that disparity, disparity always has to exist. Because the bottom line is the workers have to move the, the job force, you know, in the corporation called United States of America. So ultimately, the only way to control this, and, and again, you know, it's going to require a tremendous sacrifice from the American people, but it's to not patronize the corporation and then just not work. Now, there's trickle down from that, too, but the, what we gain, it'll probably be the biggest who we do, but what we gain from that would be tremendous. Because remember, one of the things that I kept noticing, I'm sure I wasn't the only one, when we had when we were in the height of COVID and everything was shut down, like things were shut down. They were throwing money around, trying to get us out that house like crazy, trying to get us back to work and throw, and trying to get us back in stores to give these little stimulus checks right back to them, right? And it was almost like every day, like go out, and it was like I was waking up to all kinds of sales just flashing, flashing, flashing. I was like, wait, we are in the middle of a pandemic that we can't, that you can't control, and y'all don't want us out the house. Why? Because the the economy was rocked. They weren't making their money, and their and you know, there's some people that money is their god. You know, their bottom line is their god. It ain't, it ain't about the people. They'll throw you $75,000. Knowing the mentality is right after they throw it, they're going to advertise everything for five cents and have you running in there to give it right back to them. You know what, Therese? You just answered your own political question. I the did. things that you say make it make sense, it all goes back to money being their God. Well, of course it does. Of course it does. You know, and you mentioned the stimulus. And, uh, you know, as usual... The, the stimulus, by the way, was a, actually a good thing because without the stimulus, 
we would be in a double-digit recession right now, mm. okay? One of the things that the stimulus made it possible to do, and by the way, the bill for the stimulus has not yet arrived yet. That won't happen for another 30 years because what they did was that symbolically the Federal Reserve struck a $1 trillion coin and deposited it in the Federal Reserve. It's future debt. It's something that the next generation will cover in their taxes. But one of the things that stimulus did was it kept the economy going when the currency in our system was not moving because everybody was locked up at home. People weren't earning. They weren't able to meet their bills. And the stimulus gave us a little boost to do that. Uh, You are correct when you say that if the need is great, that Congress and the powers that be will find a way to get it done. And, you know, uh, again, one of the things that really doesn't get mentioned right now, okay, I don't understand why Biden's approval rating is so low when his accomplishments and those of Democrats have been so superb. In fact, the only president that has even come close to what Biden has accomplished in these first two years of his term is Barack Obama in the last 50 years. The unemployment rate is at historically low levels. Biden, just with Kirsten Sinema's ascent, is going to sign the most comprehensive economic and climate reform bill in American history. The corporate tax level, which you mentioned, by the way, is going to be a justice so that corporations do pay them more than they pay their fair share. You know, we talk about corporate and taxing the ultra-rich, and I just want to point out something that is something we should be doing. The way that we went to the moon, for example, in the 1960s, the reason that that was even possible is because the ultra-rich and corporations in the 1960s were taxed at a far higher level than they are now. What that made possible was that the government, in order to fund Project Apollo, had the money to pump back into the private sector, into the economy, because everything in Project Apollo, every material, every device, every line of software, every vehicle was paid for by a federal appropriation. Companies like North American Aviation and Boeing and Raytheon and uh, those absolutely stellar black mathematicians who wrote the equations that made the trip possible, all of that came about because the project was appropriately funded. We don't do that in today's America. We find a way to uh, use the Reagan era term, do voodoo economics and juggle the balls and play money, play, play with the money, anything to avoid taxing people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates appropriately in their fair share. Remember when Trump said I only paid $750 in federal taxes? Why? The people most able to carry their tax burden should be responsible for it. It's that hmm. simple. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think Biden's reluctance is with signing HR forty into law? Well Biden and could could uh, background um a little louder from the background, please. Well let, let me let me say this though. Let me say this about that. Okay, Biden has several major pieces of legislation before him and more on the way. Okay. 
if I remember correctly, refresh my memory on what HR 40 is. So HR 40 is the reparations so. bill. Well, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. The top line reason is there just isn't enough money in the federal budget to cover what reparations would actually be. Then, once we'll this bill is signed into law, then they have to come up with a formula for determining who is, in fact, eligible for such reparations. And, of course, all the people on the right from the other party are just going to be screaming their little heads off over that. Okay? Now, before I go any further, I should say that reparations are possible. Germany did it with the victims of the Holocaust. We've done it. Germany put together a reparations package. It was actually uh, an outgrowth of what we call the Marshall Plan. And it was done as an agreement between Germany and the state of Israel that compensation would be made to victims of the Holocaust under the Nazis. So things like that are possible in terms of legislation. Mm -hmm. Biden doesn't want to do it because, again, it would be very complex in terms of who would be eligible, under what schedule would they be paid, how much would they be paid. Can the federal government carry that debt in addition to everything else? If they start charging taxes for the rich, that's a start. That would be one way. But then that brings up another interesting question. Even if we tax the rich, the top 1% at in the 90% tax bracket like they were in the 1950s, will that raise enough money to cover all the reparations? So that's another question. For Again, if they want to start reparations, in my opinion, start with teaching the truth. And then the money that will come, that will go, blah, blah, blah. Start teaching the truth. And mind your business so that you don't have to spend money in these needless wars. And you can take some of those trillions that you tossed out to help other countries in their dramas. And you can feed your own here and maybe become the internal mighty structure that you allege to be. But you spend trillions. I can't, I, I'm watching. It's almost like somebody owe you money and you're watching them shop. Like, really? That's what's happening? I mean, trillions of dollars go to these wars that we don't have anything to do with. We are simply not minding our business. We have our own junk here, and we'll have it. So when we, you know, somebody uh, screamed out that Biden is a walking coma. Well, you know, you got bills sitting on <laughs> your that. sitting on your lap, you know. And how long are we? We we and it's always so complicated, it's so 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 sophisticated when it comes down to managing things that cover brown and black and brown people. Always so so sophisticated and needs long thought and how, how, how. But yet other bills got passed in laser speed. It's not for capacity. It's for the will and want to do so. And there's not another president that can come, quite frankly, in my opinion, that can sit and not address it with this being on the table. And I think this is what is killing Biden's situation for him. You know, it's, it's the inability to strategize. And, and, and create your allies while in office. There's an expectation of the, of the black and brown people, Democratic. There's an expectation there, like almost like they're just going to do it because. When a lot of people are saying, you know what? Now, I believe that voting is the key. 
But you can't keep playing the same, well, maybe you can because it's working, but you can't, you shouldn't keep playing the same old drum that you've always played and expect the same result. The problem is, is that the other drummers are playing out of tune. The drummers on the other side are playing out of tune. So it, it's like we all love the Jackson 5 ABC, right? ABC, it's easy as one, two, three, right? But let's just say you've been listening to that same song since 1970. And you, you know, even though it's your joint and everything, you're really, really craving to hear something new. Mm-hmm. But when you turn on the other station, all you hear is, okay, go back to A, B, C. It's easy as one, two, three. And some people get turned off and say, you know what, fuck it, I ain't going to listen to none of it. It's like, you know, you go with the devil you know or the devil you hate. But that's not that's not good. See, that's it, the part and it's the, not good. No, it, it's absolutely not good. However, I mean, how, no however, that. however, the station that's been playing ABC, they starting to add a little dancing machine. They starting to add a little dancing machine and 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 boogie fever. You know what I'm saying? You starting to hear a little something in there because when you look at it, when you, you you were looking at the same music video all these years, and now the video is starting to look a little different. And so the people that have been playing hee-haw, they getting pissed off because, wait a minute, they really trying to change the game. Too many black faces, too many black women. The The press secretary is a black lesbian woman. Out black lesbian woman. That That is changing. That is so monumental for for her to be the spokesperson for the president she is the mouth what's she talking about she's she she is talking about pro pro lgbt agenda she is talking about um pro women's rights she is talking about getting the infrastructure done right she's talking about climate change she's talking about the very things that we need them to be talking about and there's a new bill that nathan spoke about that is getting ready to be signed probably by the end of this week am i correct nathan yeah by the end of the week the bill will be on its way to Biden just before congress goes out for the vacation is, is that in that a new bill that's expected to be signed and, and HR 40 is still sitting there? This, but this stuff? bill, Therese, is about all of America and not just Black America. Listen, and and HR 40. All lives matter. I, I, I get that. I get that. This country, the, the world actually, has been suffering under a pandemic that has touched everybody. It has negatively impacted everybody. People talking about gas prices here, gas prices are up all over the world. And gas prices are starting to come down here, coming down all over the world. These things affect black people. Climate control affects black people here. You know, I mean, you can't, I mean, I guess you can, you can expect whatever it is that you want to expect. But I know one thing. What the 
Republicans are serving, I am not eating that shit. That kill black people, that, that stop black people from voting, shut them up, that, that make 10-year-old little girls give birth, that sue doctors who are trying to help women, that, that so what, you, if, you ain't, if, if the baby's dead inside of you, it's too bad. Just carry it until you get sepsis. When you get sepsis, then the doctor can help you. That, that kind of shit, stay barefoot and pregnant, and we going back. No more LGBT rights. No more rights. No more rights for anybody but me. If you don't look like me, fuck you. No. I'm not, I'm not eating that. Right now, to me, the issues that are impacting black people, black communities, is bigger than somebody giving me a check or, or land or whatever it is that people think that we should get. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't get reparations. I'm just saying that there are things that are affecting everybody on a daily basis. First of all, everybody, especially people of color, should be educated economically in terms of handling finances before I give you a check because you'll give the shit right back to them if you don't know how to handle money. If you've never had money and you get money, there's, there's, there's a relationship that we have to build with, with money. Time out. Time I'm, out. I'm just time saying, out. and I'm not telling people how to spend it if you get it and when you get it, that's on you. But my, my thing is that there's just so much. We had, I mean, there were people climbing the walls in the goddamn, on the goddamn Capitol. We got we to gotta address the elephants in the room. The elephant in the room is that we have a president in office that is introducing all kinds of, or, or, or the, the Congress is introducing all kinds of pieces of legislature, bills, if you will, to come across his desk and a bill that has been sitting there collecting dust still gets ignored. And then we are expected to accept the fact that, yes, there are going to be so many other things that affect us, but this one specifically talks about some things that are due to us and then you, you cannot continue the same power with the same power of persuasion to people looking at something blatantly happening that is, is unresolved. So it's what unresolved. what blatantly happening? What what no, what I mean is, what I mean by that is HR forty has been sitting there collecting dust, expecting a signature. So when we hear about or when I hear about, I keep it on me, new things coming down that he's gonna sign. I'm wondering what it's like if I cut you in the line of a movie theater, you're going to have a problem. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, Therese, I agree with you. I would love to see H.R. 40 sign into law. This has been talked about for almost 100 years now in the chambers of power. However, unfortunately, in the situation in which we find ourselves, we have to decide what we want to have because we can't have all the legislation. So what tends to happen is what gets put at the top of the list, what is prioritized is not necessarily what should have been done 
a long time ago. Because what tends to happen is that the dynamic changes in our society dictate different things. One of the things we're dealing with right now, as Javon mentioned, is climate change. That's an existential threat to the future of our society and every society around the globe. Now, the question then becomes, which do we want to fund? Do we want to fund real meaningful action on climate change? Do we want to fund uh, the necessary steps to stabilize our economy? Do we want to fund codifying certain articles of federal law to protect our rights? Or do we want to have reparations? In other words, we can't pay for them all at the same time. So we have to prioritize what we want. Again, I think that reparations would go a long way towards changing the political status quo in our country. That being said, can we realistically afford to cover the cost of reparations and do all the other things? He could sign it and we could work it out the way we've worked out quite a few other things that matter. And you cannot keep telling a large population of folks that you lean on when it's convenient that their uh, their legislation doesn't matter. You know, and I think that if you want to turn this around, you talk about fair, because it, it taps into so many other things beyond reparations. It's, it's equitable. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, well, we can make it equitable, let's just say that. There are a lot of things that are tucked into this bill that um, that would make sense, but we have to get this ball rolling some way, you know? And then to not do it, what do we say? What are you saying? Okay, until we do it, until we get this bill signed and move forward, we're not voting for you at all. Don't even come with us on anything Democratic. In fact, we will just hold the vote until this, this bill is passed. Would that be wrong? Because that's what's going to happen. I hope you know, that's not okay. what happens because me, if if me, we don't vote me, for them, listen, <laughs> that is what is going to happen. That is what's going to happen. I, I really hope it doesn't. I really I, hope I, that doesn't happen. We're asking for it to happen right. we're, because we're not putting pressures on the. We always shucking and jiving about what they got going on, as opposed to this this situation which just manages to get and you know and uh, what's the sister out of um out of Texas. Name escapes me right now. Um, the senator out of Texas, the one that introduced the bill. Uh oh, somebody else just popped on. The senator out of Texas, uh, black woman. What's her name? Oh shoot, hold on. Jackson. Jackson Lee Jackson said it best. You know, we may not have more time as much as we like to think. With, with this on the table getting blatantly ignored. And she's on the inside. So at the end of the day, it's like, okay. Well, so how, I'm play this. how much is reparations? Like how much, how much are we talking here? What, what are we talking doesn't specifically? Matter. doesn't matter when we don't, we don't, we don't have a tape. We don't have a seat at the table talking about trillions going over to the war. doesn't matter how much it is. So what do you mean it doesn't matter? If, if, if they say, okay, $1 for every black person, every, every descendant, that's, a, that's disrespectful. Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking coins. How much? How much per person? Or is it per family? Don't know. Like, what do you think? What is your thought on it? Like, what? Don't know, but we have to sign the bill to get the people in place to work those figures out because it's sitting there collecting dust and watching everybody pass it on the line. 
And in a minute, it'll be like, what, Bill? What? What? You said, like, it's a long time. I, I, would, I would just like to know, like, what that would look like, like, in terms did, of dollars and cents. What, did you ask what the money for the war like? Did you ask any other bill? Uh, that's not something like? that's not that's not something that I'm personally interested in. Nor is nor is the money nor is the money coming to me. So if I mean I know for certain that well, there were people who were enslaved in, in my in my family. So it's Biden to sign the bill and then have these discussions. What does it you look know, like? I mean because some of it could be you know well you can't have federal law without a plan. So there has to be some framework for how such a law will be implemented once Biden signs it. But then That's HR 40, isn't it already written out? Like, don't they already know what what that would look like? Isn't it somewhere documented? Well, in the language of the bill as it is right now, it does it does set up a massive federal appropriation for this. But, again, it's complicated. For example, they have to determine, again, who is eligible for these reparations. Are they going to trace all your relatives back to slavery? to determine eligibility, or is there going to be another way that this is going to be carried out? Then you have to raise the money. You have to either sell bonds or raise taxes. Those are the two ways that the government raises money. What did they do with the Jews, and what did they do with the Asians immediately? Now, there wasn't reparations in the Asians, but when they figured those bills out, to enough for to get them on this man's desk to sign, what did they do? Well, one of the things that they did, for example, the reparations of Holocaust victims was they went to Germany and got the records that were kept during the Nazi regime. So they had names and they had dates of birth. And they, in other words, it was much closer in history to when the reparations were paid, which was during the 1960s, than we are to the mid-19th century. was done with the Japanese families that were interned during World War II. They were made whole by the federal government based on the federal government's own records. Okay. So we know, we already know that the federal government was not keeping accurate records. And I could speak in the case of my own family that, you know, in in some cases, a lot of of my elders were born at home and there were no records of their birth. That is not what the, but the descendants are still here. The descendants have death records of some of these folks that are around. So we can start with something, but what I'm saying is beyond the, the, the stroke of the pen, there is nothing. So we can figure this out. And I don't care if we take a decade to figure it out. He's got to sign it into law so it can be, become, so it can, because right now there's a large population of folks thinking that this is just being ignored, but yet you still want something from us. And honestly, this is the reason why they're saying that Biden is a walking coma. Because, you know, like, there's no way to say. And maybe maybe it was a setup, but it certainly was. But damn sure didn't put this on the desk of uh, Obama. You know, they put this on his desk. I wonder why. Because they were hopeful. I wonder why. Because it's necessary. necessary. No, I'm wondering why they didn't put it on the desk of Obama if they didn't. Don't know. But I know where it's sitting right now. And I know who's asking for the, the greatest ask of his political. Uh, who put it? Who put it? Who who are the they that put it on his desk? The the senators that 
uh, or uh, excuse me, the senators of Congress. I don't know the order. You guys have to help me out with that one. But the senators. Well, HR HR forty is a House bill, and in it has been in the House of Representatives in some form, in one shape or another, for a very very long time. It just never really makes it out of committee, and therefore never really gets to the Senate and ends up on the president's desk. This is as close as it's ever been to getting signed into law. Again, this is not at the top of the White House's tree of priorities. And I know I'm going to get smoked for this, but I don't think it should be. I think we have more severe issues to deal with right now. Not that reparations isn't a very severe issue, but there are more immediate issues that need to be taken care of first. Okay. Well, well, Monifa wants to know what, 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 what are you talking he, about, Nathan? He had mentioned the such as. He, he had mentioned the such as. I'm yeah. just, I'm just trying to figure out how we're gonna, we, how we're gonna pull off this coup, because you know, again, it, it's fundamental, you know, and fundamentals win the game. Okay. This particular president is in need of support, right? And he ran a campaign solely on that premise. Yeah, and we need to, we need to get more senators in the Senate that are going to support him. Otherwise, all it is, that's, that's, that's the end game right there. Don't say it and say he didn't blow it, because I will. This particular time, I'm not an I told you so chick, but this particular time I'm going to say you did not play chess here. You are playing marble where there's chess required. He ain't even and playing nothing. He's home in bed with COVID or no, something, no, or monkeypox or something. Uh, he tested uh, negative for COVID. Just well, now he got the he he what's what's that? He got the gout. May I say something? Please. Did I ever govern Thank that? you. Um, no, no, <laughs> guys. Okay, this is. I just want to give people homework. You guys is what first and foremost, um, or request, not homework, but a request. Um, wait, 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 wait. You have to come on screen for the request now. Come on now. You gonna be background, Betty. Like like Charlie from Charlie's Angels. You like Charlie now. <laughs> hi, Nathan. I didn't get to say hi. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. And you? I like your hat. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you're you. Welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I, I, the voting process, because it's, it's interesting um, to listen to you guys and, you know, we have to discuss and we have to talk. Um, voting is super important, but also understanding how and why you're voting and where you're voting from. I ask you guys, I implore you, I'm pulling it up again because I had it. I need you guys to uh, go to Audible because it's the easiest thing because you can, you know, listen while you're driving, while you're uh, cleaning, whatever, right? Packing up the basement. Yeah, packing up the, Javon. Like, seriously, you definitely, and, and you, ladies, should absolutely, and, and Nathan, I know, Nathan, it just, everybody's in it. it. Yeah, I know he's, I know he's in it, but I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about it because we, we um, have turned ourselves to these parties because this is what's in front of us, right? But what I want you guys to do is read this book um, called Please Stop Helping Us. It is by Jason L., as in Larry. Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, Please Stop Helping Us by Jason L. Riley. 
read that over the course of the, the time that you guys are taking the break um, and come back and have a discussion about it and see how it, if, like, there's a, knowing the history of the, the setup of the, the political parties and the, the government in America based on what they did to um, black human beings, bringing people over and slaves, like, that's not a new thing. A lot of people have slaves, and not all of them were people of color or black. In the world, I mean globally, but you know the atrocities that happen in this country, what it's built on, how it, you know, the foundation of this country was built on the backs of Africans that came here enslaved, that were brought here not of their own will, uh, free will, and volition, right? So I need you guys to um, read, listen, or read this to the, read this book, and you guys come back. That should be the first show and topic. I appreciate your time. Well, I'll tell you what. Because there's a lot of research and there's a lot of I don't know and I'm not, you know. How 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 wait, how wait, thick wait. is this book? I'm part of that. I'm uh, part of that. We don't know enough about this is true. our government. We don't know. I mean, damn, I couldn't touch y'all, please. So we have to, A, get better in understanding it so we can dissect it and understand how we can change it and what the best course of action is. So I need you guys to read that, li- listen to, or read that book. Listen to it first, and come back. That should be absolutely, especially if you guys are going to continue, you know, we're we continuing a conversation. You guys have to have some, some other perspective outside of what, has, what we were born into in our families and what people, the powers that be, um, have led us to believe based on our circumstances. So we can't keep following the same thing. The, none of it serves us. None of it. But but we can we can we can redirect the ebb and flow if we have an understanding of the government, political parties, especially the program and how they lead certain people, us, into believing and staying in a certain space in the hamster wheel. Please listen to that book with open, with an open mind. And, and, and it's stuff that you can absolutely read. Jason L. Riley examines how well, how well-intended welfare programs are, in fact, holding black Americans back. Minimum wage laws are may lift earnings for people who are already employed, but the price of disappropriation of blacks out of the labor force. Affirmative action and a higher education is intended to address past discrimination, but the result is fewer black college graduates than would otherwise exist. And so it goes with everything from soft on crime laws, which makes black neighborhoods more dangerous to to policies that limit school choice out of mistaken belief that char- charter schools and voucher programs ha- are harm the traditional public schools that lo- most low-income students attend. Um, Pop is, 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 is... Oh, yeah, yeah. You, it's, it's, it's read it and then fact check and, and then go deeper into the rabbit hole. Read it. Uh, or listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. And then make your point 
and then you do the rabbit hole. You have to do the research for yourself. Yes. You have to go outside of your realm of belief system, even the opposing stuff, so you can understand. And the only way we're going to be able to make educated and calculated decisions and plans to change anything that is not further up. Can't just stay in one. You gotta open it up, and you have to learn about everything. Where the hamster wheel? Tiffany says that our ancestors' blood, sweat, tears started this country. Racism is in the DNA of America. It's sad, and she's right. She's Maybe. absolutely correct. Right. We know this. What are we gonna do about it? And with that, with that, thank you so much, Background Betty. You've given us a lot of food for thought. I'm going to thank you, Nathan, that for holding book. your, your, it just, just makes me understand how much more powerful your position is. And thank you. For yes, it. yes. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan, you are the bomb.com. And um, hopefully, you know, when we come back, it'll be around the time of the next, um, January 6th committee hearing, and hopefully you will join us, rejoin us. And so will you. And for everybody out there listening, next time you come, come with a friend. We will be back the first Saturday in September. And let's let's end with a little Monifa singing, speak over yourself, because Lord knows we need a word. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody have a good, blessed, safe, Saturday. Peace. And no matter how it be, the world and you will be here. Speak over yourself. Encourage yourself.
Speak the word. There's power. There's power in our words. We gotta remember that. We gotta remember that. We speak a lot of bullshit <laughs> into our own lives. Okay? He knows our curse. He knows who it is. He made you. We gotta remember that, okay? I try to run myself every day. I let told you. Thank you, God. Because I am there. 